theyeshiva.net. We'll begin now, Be'ezer Hashem Anu Maimer. Please turn to page 127. On top it still says, Rushim L'Rish Hashanah. It's Samach Dalet Amit Be'ez, Samach Dalet Column 2. Drushim L'Shabbos Shuva. This starts the section of Drushim L'Shabbos Shuva. The first mimer is Shuva Yisrael, which is really a mimer not only for Shabbos Shuva, it explores the whole theme of Shuva that relates to Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Aser Yisimei Shuva, of course Shabbos Shuva, Yom Kippur, etc. This is Shuva Yisrael. The third of Shabbos Shuva begins with the Pasuk in Hosea, Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Hosea, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 14, Perik Yidalet, we say his, that Perik in the Haftarit of Shabbos Shuvah, which is the Shabbos right after Rosh Hashanah, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And it opens up with the words, Shuvah Yisrael Ad Hashem Return Israel, return Yisrael, till God your God. And the Diuk, this Maimed the Balatanya said in the year, Tovkuf Samaches, this time of the year, Shabbos Shuvah time, Rosh Hashanah time, Tovkov Samaches would be 1807. And the diuk that he's being medayik, even though he doesn't say it clearly, is why it says Shuva Yisrael. Generally in Tanakh we are called sometimes Yaakov and sometimes Yisrael. Our name fluctuates. Here the diuk is Shuva Yisrael, Adashem Alekech. So he says, Yesh Beis Pchines Yaakov Yisrael. There's two dimensions to Jewish existence, Yaakov and Yisrael. Uksiv lo Yaakov ya'amar o'chim chakim Yisrael. When Yaakov Avinu comes back to Yisrael, Hashem reveals himself to Yaakov in Vayishlach and he says, your name should not be called Yaakov anymore, your name should be called Yisrael. That signifies a change. Your name till now was Yaakov, but now there has to be a shift from Yaakov to Yisrael. That means... Yaakov and Yisrael represent two dimensions in the Jew and Jewish existence. And at some point there is a change from Yaakov to Yisrael. And here the Navi says, Shuva Yisrael Adashem The explanation in this is, It's known, He always goes back all the way to the beginning. The objective of the creation of the world. <laughs> the Tachlus Bria is the objective of all the Bria Sa'ilamas, the creation of everything. So, this is an expression in Medrash. Medrash Tanchuma, the Chukhoisai, Medrash Tanchuma Nasoi, and Medrash Rab in a few places. It's an expression of Chazal that Hashem wanted Lias Layez Baruch Dirabitachtayna. The objective of creation of the world was there should be for Hashem a dira. Dira means a home, a residence. We're betachtoyne. Betachtoyne means not in the basement, in the cellar. Betachtoyne would be translated as in the lowest elements of reality. That's betachtoyne means what's called tachtoyne. It doesn't mean geographical space, a lower level. Betachtoyne here means conceptually in the lowest layers and aspects of existence, that's where he wanted to have a dinner. 
And Chazal saw this as the Tachlis Briyas Oilamis. Tachlis means the, the goal, the end goal. Tachlis means the end. By Yechulu HaShamayim, right? The heavens were finished. You say, what's the Tachlis? Tachlis means what's the end? In other words, what's the purpose? What are you getting at? What's the Tachlis? So you say Tachlis means what's the end goal? What was the objective of it all? The objective of it all was to create for him, there should be for him a dira weir betachtai. What does this mean? This is the Lashna Medrash. As I said, a Tanchuma and Rabbah in a few places. Tachlis is part of the. No, no. The Medrash is just dira betachtai. The Medrash's Lashon is Nesava Kadosh Baruch Hu Lies Loidira Betachtayna. Different places with slight nuanced differences, but that's the Lashon. He puts in the words Tachlis Bri Yisraelim. The Medrash Rabbah on the Pasuk Basi Lagani Achaisi Kalos says, Hashem wanted to have a Dira Betachtayna, a home in Tachtayna. The Hainu, how did you know that? Because you know that Lashon is not a Medrash Lashon. Exactly. That's how you know. No. <laughs> so why do you think that? <laughs> I want to know if that, if that. No, you know, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah, Even Leo Islo is not. He's paraphrasing. Imagine Lashna Medrash is Nisava Hakadosh Baruch Hu Leo Islo Dira B'Tachtayna. Word off or word here, but that's the Lashna. He puts in Tachlis B'Yisrael. In Tanya, Perik Lamed Vav, the Balatanya adds the words, Shat of Tachtoinim is She'ein Tachtem Lamatem Imenam. Tachtoinim is Lashin Rabbim. That means the Tachtoinim itself. So he says there's levels of Tachtoinim. And the Tachtoinim is Ein Tachtem Lamatem Imenam, which is this world. This world is the lowest world. You can't get lower than this world. In other words, you could probably get lower than this world. I don't want to imagine it. But you can get lower in a way that it could, there's still hope. It could probably be a tachtim, but there's no hope. You want here that it should be a dira b'tachtayna. This world is the lowest world where there's still an opportunity for transformation. I assume you, I assume you could create a world of parheads <laughs> with the brains after they're already finished fried, and then fried. It's even more tachtim. Here you fl- you straddle the bridge between being sober or not. You're right. No, I'm just explaining what Eit Tachla Matar Menu is. You could conceive of a world that's like the Dirham Abel, completely, just uh, absolutely. There's not even Pchira Fatoyev. God could make everything as Amolik, one Shtik Amolik. But then there can't be a Dira B'Tachtoyev. I'm just clarifying. The Hainu, what's the Pshat Dira B'Tachtoyev? It is generally contain. it consists of two stages. Stage number one is Eskafi Sitrachir, which means Iskafi from the word kaifa, subdue, that's the word, subdue, conquer. Sitra the other side, which is the tachtoinim, unholiness. And furthermore, the transformation, the metamorphosis of darkness into light. That's how you create a dirba In other words, by definition, there is a confrontation. To somebody say, I was created, but all creation is about endless serenity and paradise-like experience, then it's contrary to the Tachlis Bria Soilimus. Because the Tachlis Bria Soilimus is, Dira lo yizbarech not belyoyne, but betachtoyne. The problem is, if it's betachtoyne, it means it's a lower element of reality that is devoid, as he will explain, of the presence of the divine, at least in a manifested way. So the Dira requires avoida, work. And that consists of subduing and of transforming. 
The explanation of this is the word Oilam, which is our term for the universe. Briyas HaOilam, the creation of the world. What's the world? It means our planet. It means our cosmos, our entire universe. That word is very important. Why? A name in Lashon Kodesh is not incidental. It's not random. A name in Lashon Kodesh is defining. It defines the nature of the person or the object called by that name. Why is the name of the world Olam? Why is that the name that Torah gives the world when it wants to speak about the world? The answer is because Olam is Lashon Helam. The definition, it's not a detail in the world. That's what he's trying to bring out. It's not Pshat, there's a world, and it happens to be that there's concealment in this world. That's the name of the world, the name. The definition of Olam is what? Helam. In other words, the first tutorial you need to know about living, if I have to tell you, if I, uh, once, if I say, I was once in yeshiva, when I was in yeshiva, so there was a smart aleck there, you know, cute guy. So he came over to me one day and he said, as an outsider, what's your perspective on the human race? <laughs> so I told him, judging from you, horrific. <laughs> if you had to give a welcome, welcome to, uh, what do they call them, uh, extraterrestrial uh, uh, creatures, yeah? Artificial intelligence on Mars, aliens. And you want to welcome them to the world. Welcome to the United States of America and welcome to the world. What's the first thing what's the first thing you tell yourself or that person about the world? The definition of Ilam. What is it? Helen. You're confronting a place of concealment. In other words, what is on the outside is not on the inside. That's what concealment means. There's a facade. What you see is not what you get. No, the taich of oilam is velt. Avada, the taich of oilam is velt. But what's the origin? Why was oilam chosen? In English, you say this is a table, this is a cup. If they, if Mr. Webster decides tomorrow this is a table and this is a cup, I don't think it's a logical thing to do. But in Lashon Kodesh. If you make mayim ash and ash mayim, you're playing around with molecules. You got to be careful. You're playing with fire or with water. And we know from Florida and Texas, don't start up with water. Don't start up with fire, but don't start up with water either. If water gets upset at you, it's also gone fine. Yeah, don't. You take a Hashem lekecha ash oichla. Mayim is a mayim is oichla. The ziv is oichla metzias. Chitzoni is a lion is also a metzias. Let's put it that way. Oilam is the Tajvel, but in Lashon Kodesh, every word has is connected to the essence of the of the concept. Marshal Mayim, Mem Yud Mem, it says in Tanya, Mem Yud Mem are the channels, the letters through which the divine energy creates the atoms of hydrogen and the atoms of oxygen that come together to create water molecules that create the physical chemistry of physical water. The divine energy to create those atoms, those particles that will develop into these molecules has to be mem yud mem. If you'll take aleph shin, it's not that energy, you're going to have a different metzius. It says that Adam called all the animals by names. 
right? So the Medrash says that that's how Hashem proved to uh, the Malachim that Adam is smarter than them. What's the big Chachma to give names? You can't give names. Does it Chaim Yankel and does it Shmetel and this is a giraffe and this is a beer and this is a hyena. <coughs> Excuse me, and this is a camel and this is a rhinoceros or a buffalo. What's the genius? Because Adam didn't stop give names. To give names, he had to know the Shoirish Haneshama of each Chaya and Behema and give a name that captures the Chios. Not a part of the thing. So that's a class. So when you say Oilam, of course Oilam means develop the world. But why was that chosen? So this Gemara already says this in Psachim. The Gemara is Zeshmila Oilam, Taichus the Gemara. This is, it's not, it's not uh, like everything, there's a source for it in, in Chazal. Mesech the Psachim, I think it's Dafnun, Amaral of Zeshmila Oilam, Vizezichri. So the Gemara Taichus, what's La Oilam? La Olam, Miloshin Helam. Right? That my name is concealed. So we see already from the Gemara that Oilam and Helam are connected. So the Balatanya says here the definition of Oilam is it's a place of concealment. So to live in the world means you have to know that you're confronting concealment. Now this is not pessimistic. You would think it's a very pessimistic message. It's really a very uh, empowering message. Because when you know that there's concealment, you're already much better off. The moment you know this concealment, so then you don't despair. Because that's what you're confronting. You're confronting the state of concealment. There's a brick wall and there's something on the other side of the wall. The problem is not concealment. The problem is when you think concealment is revelation. The Baal Shem Tov said, The problem is not aster. The problem is not concealing. The problem is haster, aster. That the hester is the hester. That the concealment is concealed. When you don't know that it's concealment, when darkness becomes light, that's the tragedy. When I know that it's Helen. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem, Helen. I know what I'm dealing with. I know what my challenge is. I know what my shlichus is. I know what my mission is. I know what I'm empowered to do. So he says, What's the Helen of Oilam? Don't think the Helen of Oilam is that this, this world is full of lies and deception and politics. That's that too, but that's already, uh, that's already next stage. The greatest helm of this world is that it eclipses and conceals the light of the infinite one blessed be he which dwells in the world and the world appears to be a something that is self-contained, egotistical, detached, it's a separate mitzvah. The moment I look in the mirror and I see myself as divorced from the divine, I don't see myself or the universe around me as an extension of Ein Saif, that's the beginning of all hell. That means the truth, the truth of the true nature of reality, which is one with the Ein Saif, is concealed. That's the beginning of Eilam. And that's therefore the definition of the world, because wherever you look in the world, you see it. The definition of the world is Yesh. Yesh means... It exists as something separate, as a thing in itself, detached from a divine source. You look at yourself and you say, I'm just a simple, lousy, loser, nerdy, uh, who has everything going wrong, right? In other words, I don't acknowledge my oneness with Ein Sof, my Kedusha, that's the beginning, that's the first element. And the same is true with everybody around me and everything around me. And that's natural. 
to the universe. That's the nature of the universe. That's how it was created. What's them pshat diribetachtoyne? Diribetachtoyne means that one day, meaning that void is this choishech is going to be transformed in the future, as the pasuk says. The navi says ki ayin ba'ayin yiru, ayin ba'ayin yiru means as we say in English, they see eye to eye. The world will see eye to eye. What's pshat? The world will see eye to eye. In other words, the way God sees the world, we see eye to eye. We'll see the world will see the world like he sees the world. That's the pshat, dire b'tachtoinem. In the tachtoinem, where there's always a helen, you'll be able to see it from a different place because the dark, from a different perspective, will be transformed. V'hainu, don't think this is when Mashiach comes. Al yidei ma'aseinu v'avideseinu v'me'agolz. All that happens when Mashiach comes is the curtains of the stage opens up, but all the work is done and down. That's right, it's Huh? You see it. The curtains open up and you look at this magnificent stage and you're like, wow, when was this all built? And the answer is it wasn't built now. It was built for maybe weeks or months or years ago. The curtains opened up. What Mashiach's coming means, it doesn't mean the future. It's now. It's just the curtains will open up. The doors of perception will be cleansed. And the true nature of what a human being achieves in the world will be revealed for people to see. There's nothing in the world of Mashiach that's not now. It's just then is the perception of it, the appreciation of it, and therefore the experience of it. But the world of that world is created now. The stage is set now. It's just the curtains open up. So it's not two separate worlds. It's the Zelbevelt. Avada, the Moirinayim says... The Moira Naim Reb Nachum says that uh, the Gemara says in Gitman Brachas, Taflamid, Lamad Aleph, Asr la Adam Shayamali Shoik Piv Bailam Hazel. Person is not allowed to fill his mouth with laughter in this world, Shanemar, Oz Yamali Shoik Pino Shanemurina. In Tehillim, then our mouths will be filled with laughter. Oz, then, not now. So the Moira Naim says, you see the Talmidi Habashamta. We're full of simcha and sometimes schoik. He says, why? He says, because la'asid lavai for them was now. If you're living in Noilam Haza, if you're living in a world of concealment, avada you shouldn't fill up your, your, your mouth with laughter. But he says, if you're not living in a world of concealment, it's a different type of laughter. But Oilam Haza, in the world of Helen. But that's the point, that la'asid lavai. If the is the curtain, the curtains open. When the curtains open, you see what was accomplished before. So he says, When the person during the days of Gauls works with their own soul in two states, both subjugation and transformation of the soul, mizelu Pasuk says, Zelu means everything has a balance and a counterbalance. Zelu Umaza it says in Kayalas. Shem made everything with two, uh, it's a fork, everything can go in two directions. Opposing energies. Huh? Opposing, Opposing energies. Opposing energies, yeah. Equal distance. Yeah. Equal distance from yes, yes. Every energy has a counter energy. Yeah. So therefore, when a person works with that nefesh of Zelu of the darkness, 
Ki Hashem Fulfilling what the Pasuk says in Veschan, we say in Aleinu. We should know today and bring to your heart that Hashem Ho'elokim. In today's day, often one can reach only the Vyadaita Hayam. What's Vyadaita? Vyadaita means you could be aware of it. That's Hayoim La Soysam. Lemacher Lekabel Scharam as Chazal say, tomorrow, what's the Schar? The Schar is that you see it. You don't know it, you see it. Ki Ayim Ba'ayim Yiru. Seeing is the full experience. But you see it only at the level you earned in this world. I mean, Obviously, it's relative. Yeah, it's relative, yeah. The Indian Hashemu Elikim. What's this concept of which is the avoid of Golos to transform the world? Who Indian Yichudi Law, the Yichudi Tata, Shabbat Krishna. Echod, Ubaruch Shem Fed Malchus Hashem Hu Elikim. What's Hashem Elikim? God is God. So in the English Siddha they'll say, the Lord is God. Thank you. What does that mean? Thank you. Yankel is Yankel. Okay, it's metal. Zlata is Zlata. Fine. Not Yenta. V'yadata hayoyim ki Hashem hu elikim. V'yadata, say God exists. No, ki Hashem is elikim. But that's really the key. Elikim represents a certain dimension of existence. Hashem represents a certain reality. The knowledge that Hashem is Elikim and Elikim is Hashem exists on two levels. One is Yichud Elah, a higher level of unity. One is Yichud Tata, a lower level of unity. This says in Zoya that Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad is a higher unity. Baruch Shem Kvayt Malchus is a lower unity. Both are similar, they're both Achdus, but it's Achdus in two different dimensions. One is a dimension called Elah, the higher one is Tata. That's Hashem Elikim. This helps lead to the Vahafta, which is the next part of Krishna, which allows for this avoid of Iskafi and Ishapchi with the person's soul. Which is why we say Shema twice a day, evening and morning, which the question is what's the point? Krishna is not just a verbal declaration. It's understanding, it's becoming aware of this unity of Hashem O'Elikim on two levels. Bashamayim imal in heaven and the earth below. We say both. Parallel to heaven and earth, there's evening and there's morning. And therefore you say Krishna twice. One is to create the yichud in your own consciousness in heaven, Bashamayim imal. And one is Allah Aritz Mitochas. That's why the Pasik says, Viadata ki Hashem Uelakim, Bashamayim Avalaritz Mitochas. Say, Hashem Uelakim, Ainoi. No, there's two experiences. One is understanding it, Bashamayim. One is understanding it, Ba'aritz. One is connected to night. One is connected to morning. And therefore, one needs to do it twice, because without that, they, they, they lose touch. And every day, it's a daily battle for unity. Essentially, what is the idea of Judaism, the way he defines it here? A daily battle for transcendence. A daily battle to reach unity. The daily battle to reach unity in your own life. Harmony in your own life. And harmony with the people around you. And harmony with the universe. Which is, of course, harmony with the source of the universe. That's the avoid 
which requires daily exercise and training. Because the moment you stop, you're back to hellum. The status quo, de facto, is hellum, concealment. You go back to that place. So you say, what do you need Krishna every day? Do Krishna once a month. Do Krishna once a year. Right? The shot is, it's like asking, why do you breathe every day? Why do you eat every day? Why do you walk every day? Why do you have to cultivate a relationship every day? Because naturally, why do you put in, uh, why do you put in oil to the flame? Why do you water your roses? Don't water your roses. Because without it, the person naturally goes back to a state of helam, a state of, of chayshach, a state of concealment. One needs the Krishna in the morning and night, via data hayoyim, bashamayim. The question now is, what does this mean? What's, what does it mean, unity in heaven? What's unity in earth? What's the connection with night and morning? What does it even mean that Hashem is Elikim? What's exactly this unity? So this is his introduction to, uh, to, 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 begin, to begin this structure. And he says in parentheses, ah, ultimately it becomes one, but the way the way the human being processes it is there's a higher Yechudah Is it going to help you if I say yeah? Why don't we say the It says in parentheses, Vuhugamkin Inyan Kale Deus. In the Haftarida of Chana, in the Haftarida of Chana, what do we say? Krishna in Rosh Hashanah. Chana has a baby, Shmuel, and she says a shir, shir is Chana, beautiful shir. She says, Kel Deo is Hashem. So the Zoyer says, Hashem contains Trein Deus. He's a God of perceptions. What's the perceptions? So he says, Yesh Beis Deus. There's two perceptions of existence. means two perceptions. Deus. One is called Milmata Lamaila, one is called Milmaila Lamata. Milmata Lamaila means the perspective from below looking up. Milmaila Lamata means the perspective from above looking down. Both see both. If not, they're not connected. But it's a different experience. When I'm on the bottom looking up, I see you. When you're on top looking down, you see me. But it's a completely different experience. And that's the key in every relationship. Two people are both seeing both things. But what you're seeing and I'm seeing is a different experience. In terms of what he's saying here, the world is called Yeshmeyayan. Something from nothing. In other words, we call the Lamaila Ayan and the Lamata Yesh. This is something. This is a real world. Where does the world come from? It has to come from somewhere. Logically, the Chayvah Salavavas explains, nothing can create itself. So the question is, before the universe existed, or you want to use the words today, Big Bang. Before the Big Bang, what happened? What existed? You'll say, nothing existed. There was nothing. At some point, there was absolutely nothing. Ayin, nothing. Mamish, nothing. Okay. So how did nothing become something? How does something make itself? If something makes itself, it had to be here before to make itself. If it wasn't here, 
how can it make itself? It wasn't here. Unless you have somebody else who brought it into existence. But if you don't want to attribute existence to anybody else, God forbid, the scientist doesn't want to do that. Because it's, in his mind, unscientific. So if that's the case, so you want to attribute it to existence itself. So what was there? If something was there before, so it developed, it goes through stages like we all develop. So this developed, the primordial soup, primordial chalun developed. But what brought in that primordial soup? How did that come into existence? So you say, well, it was much different. Before the Big Bang, it was only a little speck. And then the Big Bang caused this expansion. So Zainazai. But what caused, number one, this development within the speck, and what even created that speck? So therefore, the yesh looks at itself, and it says, from where? From when? If something was there before, right? So then, it was there before. So now the question is, how did it come into existence? To say it created itself, what created itself? If it was there before... So then you have to know how that happened. And if it wasn't there before, how does it create itself when it's nothing? So the yesh could look up or look in and understand that there's an ayin, there's an invisible core that is behind the yesh. But he looks at it and he says, it's ayin, I don't know. Which that's why even the most uh, intellectually honest scientist will say, I don't have the tools, I don't have the tools in my laboratory to catch the mind behind the Big Bang. I don't have him in my laboratory. My laboratory could be typhus, certain physical entities, even abstract physical entities. I have microscopes, I have telescopes, I have experiments, but I don't have the tools to be typhus this. So what do I call it? I call it iron. Not because it doesn't exist. It exists. But in my mind, it's completely intangible. I don't, it doesn't exist. What says it doesn't exist? I can't call it an existence. I can't prove it. Niels Bohr was the famous physicist. Niels Bohr. So he said that for something to come into the category of science, you have to be able to prove it, and you also have to be able to disprove it. (laughs) If you can't prove it, you can't disprove it, it doesn't come into the category of science. I can't deal with it. Oh, but now understand the opposite. That's when the yesh is looking at the ayin. What if the ayin is looking at the yesh? Now it's the other way around. He's the yesh, and the yesh becomes a psa. He's the ayin. No, for carrot. That's the iker. The yesh is just the psa, a little, a little sneeze, a little speck. I'll give a dugma. He's soon going to go build a sukkah, right? So there's a nail. The nail is there. You want the nail to go into the wall. The problem is the last time you used a hammer, instead of getting the hammer on the nail, you got the hammer on your finger. Right? I don't know if you had that experience, but I usually have that experience. On the nail. Which is why I realized after many years that you hire somebody, and you make a mashliach to build a sukkah. It took me many years to realize that. Because the fingers were precious. The fingers were precious. Taka mitzvah boyois in the but the mitzvah is not the building, the mitzvah is the sitting in the sukkah, the building is a hatchim, mitzvah, okay. Fine. So uh, I decided one year, what do I need a hammer? I, uh, I have a chush I'll talk to the nail. I'll talk to the nail. 
I speak to worse uh, situations than names. <laughs> Present company excluded. Present company excluded. A truck! A truck! A truck! You know what a klutz is? How do you know what a klutz is? Klutz is a shtickholz. That's why they called you in yeshiva klutz. Klutz is a piece of wood. No, as that's our clothes coming to Shadensach So I prepared my best lecture <laughs> and I explained to the nail everything about sukkah in all of its glory. And I expected the nail afterwards to be so mesmerized and inspired, he'll just fly into the wall, abracadabra, kadu, and my sukkah is built. The nail still didn't budge. Obviously didn't understand. And I had to go through an identity uh, question. What happened? And then I realized, as good as I think I am, for the nail, words don't exist. The nail understands one language. You know what the language is? The hammer. Azetz. It's called a hammer. Go tell the nail, I'm explaining it to you. It's not that the hammer doesn't, it doesn't exist. He didn't say anything. Now I go the other way around. What if I'm speaking to an extremely intelligent person who's very, very intelligent? How do you influence him in a deeper way? By taking a hammer? Or, or by, by words? How do you influence him? You take a hammer, you say, you'll do it. If not, I bang you over the head. He calls 911. He says, I'm If you persuade him, then you have him for life. So for the nail, words don't exist. It's nothing. It's ayin. Is it really ayin? In another world, it's much more yesh than anything else. Much more powerful than a nail. What can you accomplish with a hammer? What's much more, what can you with a hammer, you could force some people. But you can't capture them. You can't transform them. You can't inspire them. You can abuse them. But that's it. So they hate you. I mean, what, what do you gain? You understand what I'm saying? I'm giving a marshal... The hammer from that no the hammer is the yes. <laughs> from the nail's perspective, a hammer is a yes. Seichel has but go learn with the nail, Shulchanarachilchasukah. Go learn through Masechta Sukkah with Rashi and Taisvis. Yeah? And then learn all the Maimarim of Sukkas. No, so, oh no. That's a Miraf Yiddish. Yeah. They say there was a guy who came to the bank at four o'clock and he needed to make a withdrawal. So he comes to the teller and he tells the lady, please, I must make a... She says, I'm sorry, it's four o'clock. It closed, the computers are down. He says, no, 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 this is urgent. I'm a customer here for 25 years. I need my money right now. She says, I'm so, so sorry. I apologize. And she's apologizing. I don't care you're apologizing. You do it for me. And she says, it's impossible. I can't do this. I don't have access. on the call. She's explaining, explaining. For a half an hour, he's making her crazy and she's apologizing and beseeching him for forgiveness. Finally, the manager here is screaming. He comes out. He says, what do you want? He says, I want my money. He says, it's four o'clock. It's closed. He punches him in the nose. Get out of my bank. The guy gets up and he starts walking down. <laughs> so the lady chases him. She says, I don't understand. For 45 minutes, I'm telling you and you're arguing with me. He just tells you to leave and you leave. So he looks at her, he says, well, you were saying a lot of things, but he explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the explanation. 
They say there was a Bachanel who, uh, who wanted to go to university to learn architecture. So he went to the Rav, and the Rav says, why do you have to go study architecture? He says, every year he builds a sukkah, and it always flies away. And he's sick and tired, so he wants to learn architecture and construction and become an expert. Rav says, you don't need to go to college for that. You learn through Masech the Sukkah, the first two Prakim, Gemara, Rashi, well, you know how to build a Sukkah, you even know the trigonometry, the Cheshboinus over there, Davches, Davtes, Dalachs, and the Ribua, you know everything. It's good. You figure out everything, you become a mathematician, you become an architect, you become a contractor, Vazdevils. Okay, he learns through Masech the Sukkah, and he builds a beautiful, beautiful Sukkah, based on what he learned in the Gemara and Rashi, comes Erev Sukkah, so an hour before Lichtzinden, a little wind comes, and the whole sukkah is gone over a bottom in oil. Comes running to the rub, and he says, "What the rub says? What do you need?" He says, "I don't understand. You tell me I could build a sukkah and it's going to work, and I built a sukkah, flew away, and I learned Gemara and Nashi. How?" Rub says, "Ah, Toys was asked that question." <laughs> <laughs> Things that the nail should go in. In the world of the nail, there's no seichel; doesn't exist. In the real world, it's much more powerful than physicality, right? The mind behind the army is the fuel behind the army. The mind behind today, money used to be that money was created through territory, through physical objects. Today, the future of money belongs to the mind, belongs to knowledge. If Rome wanted to extend its power, it had to conquer a territory. Today, if China wants to extend its power and is going to conquer Silicon Valley, it won't help it. (laughs) You'll control territory, but you're not going to be able to control a mind. So the program behind something is much more powerful. But for the physicality, the mind is meaningless. It's iron. But from the other perspective, from the author's perspective, right? From the author's perspective, the book that he writes is just one reflection of his. The line that he writes in the book is just a minute expression. So, milmata lamaila, it's me'ayin liyesh. And this is the yesh, and that's the ayin. Milmaila lamata, above is the yesh, and here is the ayin. That's base deus, it's completely different perception. One is Midas Laila, one is Midas Yoyim. One is based on concealment, one is based on day, revelation. But in both cases, Hashem Hu Elikim. Whether it's Yoyim or it's Laila. That's why this Krishna twice a day, in the morning and in the evening, as he will go on to so explain. We, 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 what he's saying is that the Mashiach will come, the revelation will actually be, will understand the Ayin? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll reveal something that yeah, yeah, yeah. At the level people. You'll see the universe from the perspective of Ayah. This be the universe, not the actual reality. I'm saying well, no, you'll experience the world from the state of Ayah, not from the state of Ayah. It should be commiserate with the work that you did. Because with the Rebbe, with the Greek Rebbe, they put a gun to the Rebbe's head. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a, he said, I have two worlds. Uh, you have one world and many gods. I have, I have one. He says, this is the way. You have one God. You have many gods in one world. So you get scared this way. Right. I have many worlds in one God. Put it away. He told us to the communists. The right. I remember. I remember. I remember. 1927. 
This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.